It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 558. Our brother from Jeremy Khan. Welcome, Jez. You can clap. clap. We like clapping. Just lifts that energy. It's not normal, but it, but it feels normal. It feels right, doesn't it? Mm. I was kind of clapping. Is an appreciative clap? Oh, no, I, pre- I think that there's a huge amount of confidence to be able to clap, especially because sometimes in a group setting, they might be like, oh, we want to thank everyone, Tommy and Jez mm. for being here. Like you should, it's a good opportunity. Yeah. To when someone clap. when someone walks in the room, it's nice to just clap. Mm. It just changes everything. Oh, yeah. definitely. How are you? I'm well. I'm all right. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm cruising. I'm slow. Slow. Is that good? Is that good yeah. or bad? Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you I'm think if, if you were the other way, you'd say it? Like, I'm fast. <laughs> like, I'm re- Hey, go going? Yeah, fucking busy. real good. I reckon, it's real. A, I reckon probably you're pushing back on the whole busy thing, right? Yeah. It's like we always want to say we're doing something and everything's yeah. happening where it's like it's also okay just to like be slow mm. yeah. and not have much, like just be, you know, taking things in. So what is it? What's it's, the What was the opposite of sl- um, slow for you? consistent uh, not turning my brain off always wanted to do something and at the end of last year to go straight into the straight into i had a pretty bad panic attack and then i had to just i realized that that was seated in being like feeling like i'm not good enough unless i'm contributing a thing Mm. and so i stopped contributing things to like tell my brain that i'm okay not to yeah so you and i uh first became friends it would have been like 2012 uh, we're working at the same radio station. Yeah, yeah. And then funnily enough, I think it was th- four years ago that we went around the city. It was like this time four years ago that we went around the city filming a video around <laughs> like board. how we can help, how you could help people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched yeah. that on YouTube yeah. and then it's, yeah, you went nice into a idea. CPR course. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Yeah, that was a great okay. idea. You're yeah. making, making, making. Yeah, yeah, but I lots mean, lots of content contribution. No, but I think that's the whole thing, right? I think Jez, uh, Jez, and I have always been on that path of uh, wanting to self-develop, wanting to create, wanting to understand what Dude, the next thing is. I'll take it back. How many years? When did you have? Um, remember when you came to my personal training studio? Yeah, and we did a, yeah. We, this is like before I even knew what live was, and you were doing right. live. This is like radio. You're doing a live show. Oh, no, no one's watching. No yeah, one's yeah. watching. What like was kind that? Of zany, Wayne's Worldy kind of internet show. And um, I the, had no understanding of what was going on, but we had, right. we had fun, so fun, remember? It was really fun. And we couldn't do it because we wanted to do it from the personal training studio. Yeah. But, the, but back then the internet, like um, Wi-Fi was so shit and we couldn't run the cord long That's enough. Right. And so it's we always doing the cord, it. isn't it? Oh, dude. <laughs> but like- <laughs> The amount you, of things that haven't been recorded because the cord's not yeah, long yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's so, the wrong adapter. I mean, you've been <laughs> creating for a long time, so- it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's time to be slow. You've done <laughs> enough. I, know, I think out. it's like it's it is like not. I don't feel like there's enough encouragement in in culture in our culture to, that perpetuates mindfulness or like slowing down. I feel like, or at least I feel like I've always been. In, I've mm-hmm. always been encouraged to do more mm. and do more, 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 more. And then yeah, I think it's just a very, very. I found I found it very, very challenging to do little or is it a safety mechanism because i guess like doing more means that you can pay rent and so whenever we think of slow we think of not being able to pay rent not being able to uh, honor our commitments yeah 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 true that's a definite contributing factor was it something that you considered like did you just have to create a scenario where it's like those things are off the table so you could create the level of safety Mm. So you don't didn't need to find that moment of panic every month trying to yeah. make ends meet. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I feel like I've been really lucky with my work, so I don't 
have to um, do, do worry about that. Mm. But um, but yeah, so I, I feel very privileged to be in a position where I don't need to. I can. I'm, I'm still doing work, but mm. it's not hectic amount of work. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but yeah, it's it's really it's it was a very it was much harder than I expected it to be. Mm. Was um so the contributing to the world through content. What, I know you've you've had a job for significant amount of time with Hamish and Andy is the content producer, the um, online content producer. Uh, what connection is money to the creation and, and putting out into the world? What do you mean? So, for instance, you've got a job, so you could say, like, most people create now, they put irons in the fire, they're putting out content to land something to create money from mm. this thing, right? So mm. you go, I make, make, make to make to make over here, money, yeah. money, money. Yeah. Whereas you've had a job so where you were making money, so what was it linked to money, the creating and putting out into the world or was it- um, no side hustle type of thing. Yeah, it's more side hustle yeah. stuff, yeah. So it's like um, like making a, producing an album or um, doing like a rap record or um, doing a live, t- live internet show or doing a band or um, a podcast. And I think I just, I've always, I always, I just love that thing. I think since I was like 13, 14, when I did it for my first band, as a punk band in the UK, and it's, you know, I was just had the enthusiasm to create the website and HTML code at GeoCities. Like this is like nearly 20 years ago, and it was, it was, it was that kind of. That's what I love about the internet. I think is that you can do anything, and mm. no one's red taping it. Yeah. Mm. Um. So I think I've always had that thing, but I jump from project to project so much that. They n- none of them really have enough time to fly. So Hamish and Andy work has been my longest consistency. We've about been with them nearly twelve years now, um, and that I think <coughs> that's the I think that's the area that I'm obviously strongest in mm. is producing comedy or short videos. What have you learnt about consistency working on H and A? Um, that you, you like the. How good work is sim- like when you say how to do a good thing it's such a simple thing mm. like the nuances of like times and beats in a narrative you guys know about this like with video editing um initially like it, it, it takes so much trial and error and things to fall over before you realize how to make things work mm. in terms of telling a story in a video um and I think the longer you do it the simpler you realize it is and so sometimes when like you've got an intern or someone you're working with and you educate or you're telling them like this is how I do it might not be the right way but this is what I learned it of, you often feel like fuck I've done a lot of work for not really much knowledge yeah, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't feel like much knowledge <clears throat> but it but it's potent and it's mm. um yeah what's that second simplicity uh idea we've got um Dr. Jason Fox who's coming on the show um uh, New Year's Eve is he coming on and uh, he talks about something co- called second simplicity which is basically you have things that are simple and then you have complexity. So things that are like really hard mm. and then you have second simplicity, which is doing all of this work, all this com- complex work, fucking up and trying all these different things to arrive at what the answer is, which is still very simple. Mm. I guess it's that point of like understanding story beats, understanding how those things work. Yeah, you have to saturate the doors, like, yeah. like burn, um, try everything to really be convicted. It's all mm. research, isn't it? It's like yeah. that's all life is, is just continual research. Mm. Um, what what, do, what are your boys' biggest learnings from doing this podcast? Or like, what's what what have you what like characteristics of producing this show mm. have like stuck the most? In, in terms of the consistency thing, uh, how we feel about it 
isn't necessarily how it's being perceived. Mm. So you could feel like it wasn't great. So when it maybe relate to feedback, mm. it's not necessarily how it's perceived by right. an audience or someone who is a fan of the show or mm. someone who comes into contact with it. Because everyone's in a slightly different headspace and taking something different out that you didn't see or something. Yeah, yeah. And so, <clears throat> you know, um, idea, a good idea is that, that whole concept is subjective because someone will interpret as good and someone will interpret as no good for them. Mm. And so when it comes to feedback, when it comes to how you feel about what you're doing, and so it will ebb and flow. So it's not necessarily going to feel great all the time. And so you, it, you're in the game of riding through it being great, it being high and everywhere in between. Mm. It mm. almost feels like we've done 558 drafts. So I think that whenever you're trying to work with this idea that you're working on this complete final piece, that's mm. where it becomes a problem. Mm. And so by saying we're, we've committed to doing the show for 10 years, by doing 10 years, we've got heaps and heaps of drafts that we can work on. Mm. I think that that's probably a mechanism to make sure that we don't suffer from perfectionism. Great. We don't uh, We don't even suffer from the potential hype that can come around things. So it's like if you're just doing a draft, someone's feedback you're okay with because you know that it's in draft form. Whereas when you show an edit to someone and you have said in your mind, this is the final version, mm. this is it, it always is a little bit more painful getting feedback. Mm. And so I think even with mm. our, within our client uh, side of our business, what we do is bring people in earlier into the process and we show them the, the process and the iterative approach to it. And what that means is they can then have a hand in creating it rather than it just being this thing that we show at the end and then have to unwork right. a bunch of stuff. That's a really strong learning, mm -hmm. I reckon, because it's like the, the biggest trip up with any creating anything is that um, perfectionist thing is the whole 80-20 principle, isn't mm -hmm. it? Like it, it takes you the shortest period to get it to 80% of an yeah. idea and that 20% refinement takes a fucking waste of time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think you, you and I both love the launch phase of anything, right? It's that idea of like having the Instagram account, having the domain name, having the logo. Right. <laughs> and so- Feels complete. Somehow, yeah. And so, so a part of, I guess, with the Daily Talk Show, it was also about not- adding too many other brands and things to it. Right. So letting it build slowly over time. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that you could easily say, oh, be a network, do heaps of things, mm. have heaps of shows. And that's like what my natural sort of inclination is, is mm. to like add more. And so if you take that off the table and say, I'm only going to add to the daily talk show and we're only focusing mm. on this brand and we're not getting excited about the shiny object outside, what are the shiny objects inside that are all adding to the same thing? Mm -hmm. Is, I mean, the hack, I mean, the hack might, using the term hack might infer that it's a quick way to success or something, mm. but the hack really is doing it every day. Mm. It, like I think about if I did something when I was young every day, you just, it's like it, it gets overlooked because everything is so shiny and maybe everyone thinks that they're going to be the – the success story where it does just pop. Mm. But that's the unicorn these days. It's mm, the yeah. Tom Cruise of the internet, yeah. right? Tom Cruise, there's very few people that will ever be as famous as him. And so for in, for online, the success that we look to in other people is so far from the reality. The percentage of us being able to attain success of a Logan Paul mm. 
<laughs> for 99.999% of the world mm. is, yeah, it's not going to happen. Mm. Yeah. And so that's where it is. It's so easy to look left and right. But if you can stay focused, the hack is just stick at whatever it is consistently. Yeah, I love that. It's I mean, Ryan, my friend, were talking about this the other day. And like, if you're in love with the process, you're invincible because yeah. it's only when you're in love with the outcome that, I mean, it's such a waste of time. If you look in lineal time, like the outcome is like a second if you once you publish it or whatever, and the process may be like you know hours and hours. So it's, if you have that love of the process, then I mean, I'm, I'm speaking to the convert. I'm sure you know that, but like that's one thing that I, I I love is like, and then it never feels like you need to attain. Like you're doing, you, you, and you, I think to be in love with the process, I find you need to be in love with the purpose of it. Because mm-hmm. if you're doing it for just a feeling of giving someone a sense of joy or liberation mm-hmm. of thinking or whatever, or make them like crack open their brain a little bit or just make them giggle, that's a, a that feeling of contribution makes you happy, doesn't it? Mm. What is a, what's something you've stuck to personally that you're proud of? In terms of just uh, it could be um, work or personal, uh, maybe outside of work, just personal. Is there anything? Um, I think meditating every day for like eight years. It was like that's si- a fucking solid. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, and then for six of those years, it was twice a day. That that kind of really, that consistency gave me a lot of grounding and uh, ability to witness myself, a greater level of self awareness and awareness of how other people are motivated. Um, I think that that was, I'm really proud of. I think also consistently being in my relationship, with my partner in terms of bringing myself lo- with love and attention and not like always trying to feel good and looking for different things. I find that more and more and with family as well, like that a really nourishing aspect of my life. Um, for me, I think relationships and experiences are the most valuable thing in life. So I think I've particularly learned that this year is mm-hmm. like that feeling of, um, bringing a, another person a smile just by being in the moment and being happy and playful mm-hmm. yourself and curious and um, looking for laughs. That 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 is the best feeling in the world. And I, I, I used to want to always capture those moments because like being producing funny stuff or fun stuff, should I say. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the word funny because it's like when you're, again, that's what feels like an outcome, but fun is a process orientated thing. You're mm-hmm. again invincible when you're focusing on just having fun and no one can say you're not having fun because so it yeah, doesn't yeah. really matter about but the you critic. You can not be funny. Yeah, yeah, but you can not be funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a subjective yeah, thing, yeah. but fun um, isn't. So- I mean, fun's still subjective, but at least it's, well, that's in, why it's an daily, internal orientation. The only thing we promise is the daily bit, and that's pretty <laughs> yeah. invincible, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. It's like, yeah. oh, we said we would do, like, we didn't, like, you can't get mad at that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so what was the, if you were to look at the the week leading up to the panic attack, what were the the signs or what was the state of mind and the state of the world that you'd sort of created that could now looking back being telltale signs? That's a good question. I think um, it was the same thing before depression. Like I got hit with pretty bad depression about four years prior to that. And that's why it's actually more than four years, probably eight years ago actually. But that's what meditation got me out of. I just Mm -hmm. Googled how to fix your brain and that was the main (laughs) answer. Um, But then with anxiety, it was like this. I think I was ignoring my effect on my partner at the time and ignoring my effect on – what I was, again, d- deriving my sense of worth, worthiness from, it was um, it was forever external. Mm. And, and I, you know, I resolved a lot of that when I, when I did all that meditating, but 
this was like, I think this was a more a deeper wound that was linked to my childhood. And I, I grew up in like a pretty extreme Christian sect. I turn, talk about extreme, like as in like, um, not, not like sexually fucking you up or anything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more like super intense psychological spiritual manipulation, which is a very hard thing. It's a very specific nuance. That's, it's only been like, there's, I started a support group for a few mm-hmm. years ago and that like it, um, hearing people's stories about how they like it was it's it's i mean i only say that to say that it's like it's a hard thing to explain the little mm-hmm. pocket of um yeah. psychological was trauma guilt, what through. was the feeling that you got from that experience is it guilt is it uh like what do you think that that sort of uh, psychological uh extreme rejection and conditional love uh, extreme like almost like you feel bipolar, like you've got a part of yourself that's bad and evil and you've got a part of yourself that's really good and you reject the bad side of yourself with this intense narrative week after week. Mm. And we had this also weird mechanism that was all about sharing vulnerably and laying your life down. So this notion of um, if I'm doing anything in my life right now, if you're in the church with me, like I could say, oh, you know, I, I really enjoyed what I did at work this week, but I got a bit, got a bit much out of it and um, – Again, this it will sound weird, but like um, you're very hyper self-aware of your motivations of things, and if anything's selfish, you um, automatically speak it out, mm-hmm. and um, and people reflect how you've been selfish, or like where God can take that position, or this notion of God, which I suppose is just more this idea of loving this energy that's apparently got a personality and emotions, which is absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, like when you're born into it. It's crazy mm-hmm. how much you're like, oh, well, that's this just is the reality. And you look at everyone outside of the church is like selfish and other and um, living for their own cardinal sins, essentially. <laughs> so, the, so, the, so that week before, is it? So yeah, it's so the external. So it's the, I guess, to connect those, it's the feeling that you, um, you're not complete or yeah, that well, I'm not enough as I am and yeah. I'm not okay as I am. So it's kind of like this. I mean, I, I love my family to bits mm-hmm. and I've got no problem with anyone still in the church. I want everyone to be happy and that it's working for them. But for me, I had an immense sense of um, going from a place and I never really resolved this until my panic attack really brought it up. That's what my psychologist said. It was like it was like my nervous system just shake it like mm-hmm. or suppressing and then your nervous system just pisses it out and you mm-hmm. literally – it's like you feel like you're going to die. It's the worst feeling in the world. Like mm-hmm. I would – I'd take depression over anxiety any day. Mm. Like it's, you feel like your nervous system. What sort of game show would that be? (laughs) Come on, all right, Jeremy, welcome to the show. (laughs) Which one are you feeling today? Here we go. Uh Uh-oh, it's landed in the middle, bit of both. It would be a nightmare. But so you would pick, so, but the anxiety affected you in it. Is it just because it was so. um, It's debilitating and it's it's also very frightening. Mm. Like depression's like a more of like a sedation and you want to take your life and you. That is a fantasyful thing in comparison to this dark, dark darkness. But anxiety is like it's like it's 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 uh, I guess a higher frequency or just mm-hmm. sh- shoots your nervous system, mm. and it's um it's just awful. It's such an awful experience, and you can't. It's so hard to again. That's what this is has been about. It's like trying to rewire my brain to not have anxious thinking, and 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 you see what the triggers are and you see what the remedies are and you just slowly have to do it, do the work to remedy it. And, and, I, and it is clearly something you can remedy. I, I believe that these illnesses on, um, 
like pain impressions as something we can resolve. It's just finding the tools and the community and the support and the friends mm. to facilitate that and not, I, I, I'm a firm believer in not band-aiding it. Mm. Um, because what, are band, what do band-aids tend to look like, do you think? Uh, to me, they, they were um, medication or um, distracting myself of drinking or partying or anything that's avoiding shutting your eyes, being still, allowing that feeling to come up as ugly or as horrible it is mm. and allow myself to just process it and be with it and not run away from it. And then it comes and through you as quickly as the motion of laughter does. Mm. Like it, if you, we just don't like the negative feelings. And so if we treat them as with the same attitude as a, as a positive feeling, they mm. pass just as quickly as a positive feeling too. I, I heard Sam Harris recently say that anxiety and excitement are a very similar internal response. Mm. And so it's just a different framing. That's interesting. When mm. you're scared, you know, you could get anxious, when yeah. you're excited. And so it's just this complete different label on it that shifts, but internally, like from a um, physiological response, it's very, it's like the same thing. Mm, mm. Um, when are you, before a panic attack, is it living with anxiety, daily feeling it, and then when it, happens a panic attack it's a extreme amount of it yeah so it, is it just constantly happening and then boom or nothing and then boom um it was for me it was nothing <laughs> and then boom and then a, a residual anxiety like i think i'd i'd always like my mum's a bit anxious and um you know i, I knew i had anxiety but it it just all came to the surface unexpectedly like it, or something happened that in my personal life in my relationship that just triggered it, which essentially made me, was a feeling of I'm not enough. And then it just brought up all the feelings of like, feeling like I'm not enough by my family standards because they used to have deep relationships with me. And now that I'm being selfish or bad or um, don't have their worldview and all this sense of rejection and not being good enough. And all that pain, I kind of mirrored into my relationship um, and had that kind of weakness. And then anyway, so the anxiety was just a reflection of that suppressed pain coming mm. up through my anatomy and um it was like breathing fast it was i think panic there's a difference between i can't remember what defining the difference but like there's a difference between like having a panic attack and just having anxiety panic attacks like where the anxiety just like i think what you said like just climaxes mm. um and and you can do very real things to I, I, one thing, one key thing I've learned of anxiety is like I can't resolve it on the level of the thing of the problem. So mm. for me, it's in my mind, and I can't can't really do cognitive behavior therapy effectively. I've got to kind of sink down into deeper parts of my body or my chakras, <laughs> mm. and and feel those energy centers and be still in that, and then inform my mind from that deeper beingness in myself. And that's what like meditation is like for me. It's like sinking down into deeper states mm. of what I am. And then um, allowing that stuff to just piss on up out mm. through me. So does that mean not? To, so if you're having this, is it is it like, okay, I need to not be necessarily communicate. Like say if say you know you hear it's like well, if you're angry or whatever, just give it like five minutes because yeah, you can definitely yeah. enter into this yes. thing of just like oh Petrol. like I'm on a I'm on a roll right now. Like no no fuck you yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. no yeah. fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it can be quite energizing oh, yeah, it's exhausting. and like feed into, but it also feeds into that whole world that you've created for yourself in that moment so is it is it p realizing that oh whenever i if whenever that happens that's actually not there's never a good outcome yeah, in that regard exactly. and then so 
what do you do, what can you do what do you replace from a communications within the relationship sense you're feeling that from someone or you're feeling like you want to enter into the yeah. anxiety you're feeling what do you do a breathe is the biggest mm-hmm. one and that's what i mean like in terms of having to focus on a different energy center it's like your chest or your gut and and doing this thing that the sas do before they go into um or the Navy SEALs, same people, or different mm-hmm. country. But they, they do before they enter like a intense military they, operation. They go, they just do this breathing thing where it's 10 in, 10 out, 10 seconds in, um, hold it for 10 seconds, 10 seconds out, hold it for 10 seconds. And you you jump start your body. It's like the Wim Hof stuff. It like jump, mm-hmm. jump starts your body into mm-hmm. a, a state of de-excitedness. Because yeah. you've always been in an area of that self-development, faith, trying to find... You know, if there is an Expanded answer, my consciousness. Yeah. If if there's an answer, you're tr- you've you've found you've found a few answers in your life, and then realize potentially they're not. Or like, I feel like you've had a lot of experiences. Mm. Going to a a psychologist, do they challenge part of that of the idea of finding a single truth or yeah. a single answer? Yeah, which is a that's a great interesting area, isn't it? Like, because there's, I think there's commonalities in all these people's worldviews. And the more you research, that's what I think life is about to me. That's what I'm most excited about is just research. Like, so right now I'm not meditating much at all mm-hmm. because I want to have more groundly, like drink a beer, get drunk, like just more earthly experiences, uh-huh. which a lot of meditation teachers don't do. They, yeah. they, once you start, the more you meditate, you just ramp it up, but you become very ethereal and disconnected from reality. And- which also plays into, I guess, the thing that you're broken and need fixing, right? Like, so say, like you can not drink and not do all these sorts of things based on I'm not good enough and so I don't need, like I can't be. Yeah, it can be, you can be OCD with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And you think you're only there for that. And that's actually interesting because that's what I did do when I started mm-hmm. doing Vedic meditation is yeah. I, I made that my new cult. You know, I, I, this, I Geordie Shaw's, uh, Geordie Shaw's friendly Geordies on my podcast and he was, he, I was telling him all this stuff and he was like, um, it sounds like you're a cult hobbyist <laughs> because I just, I replaced that, yeah. um, that mechanical mechanism in my mind where I wanted to attach my sense of, oh, that's the answer. Yeah. Well, if you've got this extreme, say like you got this pathway and it's extreme and then you rep- like, it's easy to, rep- if you've got a hole yeah. and you've, you've, you replace the hole with something and you take it out, it's very easy to replace it with an extreme thing, right? 100%, yeah. And so it's like, for me, food and my extreme eating, it's way easier. Extreme eating. The extreme eating then leads into like extreme dieting or extreme, right. like it's very hard. So it's, but That's then what if, say for instance, you, you realize the, the cult thing, it's not a cult, but yeah, you realize that you take it away, implement no rule, so no consistency. So you like yeah. the food thing. I think people struggle without some kind of rule. framework. Framework mm-hmm. could call it framework rule. So the daily meditation thing for someone taking a month off is like throwing them back into the wild. Which, but that's what I think. That's the, is the key because anyone wise that I've come across, like there's only a handful of people that I'm like, you fucking, you're on it. And they're people <laughs> that um, have this ability to. Because I, I, I mean, this is about. Uh, to premise it, my framework, of, well, my understanding of the nature of existence is that the greatest desire is for us to evolve and that ignorance is a is a mechanic for us to become aware of that evolution and love pulls us towards that evolution. So I think th- for me it's like um, the more different situations I can jump into, the better I'm 
adapting and therefore evolving. Mm. Um, so if the the least things I can grab onto and the more fluid I can be, it's mm. like, like the Taoist way. It's like fluidity is life, rigidity is death. And that ability to just always be in change and I mean, that's why I like did things like with Live With Pigs, like that you come and saw me do a few years ago. That in show notes video, it's <laughs> great. It's like it, it threw me out of my comfort zone and forced me to adapt. And th there's something very exciting about my brain pulling towards that. I think it's because I grew up in a framework that was so like your freedom was so bound. And but they convinced that's what's so manipulative about it is like you are free, shackled to this thing. That's literally mm -hmm. the words they kind of use. And they believe that, you know, that Jesus is bride or wife now and all these kind of really quite um, preposterous things. But they're just stories, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, I'm, I'm detouring. Well, so the, the, um, like the pig example, something that's pretty extreme, you know, um, uh, going to a, a restaurant farm or whatever and living with some pigs. It got to the point where a, a morning show came, like filmed you and stuff. Mm. And, uh, so that there is an extreme nature to that. You've got fond memories of that and look at that fondly. When does extreme serve you and when doesn't it serve you? Yeah, that's a good question, isn't it? Because some, yeah. When it serves me, it is uh, giving me a sense of liberation of my mm -hmm. thinking or breaking down boundaries of what I thought was true mm -hmm. and um, pushing the boundaries, I guess. And when it doesn't serve me, it's kind of, it's, it's a different form of, yeah, what, I feel like I read something recently that's about this. It's actually, it's like there's two forms of, um, not, not ignorance, but there's two forms of something or other. And I can't remember what it is. So that's, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what I'm trying to say is that like, I feel like in some cases like that, it helps you and it's uh -huh. great. But in some cases, you're doing it for a non-evolutionary yeah. purpose. Well, yeah, it can be like there's multiple truths, I guess, is part of it too, which is like, which I think is, yeah, I think extreme in general is in, like, because I think I've got an extreme personality as well. And I think that it's hard as like if you are creating something or even with relationships to understand how mm. how you fit in, how do you fit in when you're bigger than the whole of the world's mm. provided. It, do you think it's outcome focused when we think that doing something, so you're seeing ahead, right? So you go put myself out of my comfort zone to sort of heighten my understanding or feeling. Like there is some thinking around the thing you'll get from it, mm. which, yeah. is where is, which is the outcome. Yeah. But then if you don't do that, you're just a receiver of mm. whatever the world throws at you. But then there's this balance between – trying to push yourself into creating have drive how stuff. do you create drive mm. without outcome yeah yeah and so because then you don't want to just be loose as fuck mm. and yeah. not sort of plan anything and put yourself out there or so there's a yeah it's mm. like this paradox because mm. if you're also wanting to if you're traveling if you're wanting to go somewhere there's comfort in sort of knowing that there is a destination or an outcome for that travel so the mm. idea of like if you're going from you know, LA to San Francisco, you know that how much time you have and then so you can almost create stories and things and work out the the parameters to then have adventure. Whereas if you don't know where you're going to end up, there's almost no parameters, no framework, no boundaries mm. and so then you can't actually... That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's exciting but I guess it doesn't necessarily... Um, 
potentially on a long road, it, it can it can be darker. I suppose it depends what you want, want to mm. experience. I think the, the first example is like the, the best times you have in life are, when, are unexpected, I find, mm-hmm. like or surprises or, I mean, that's what laughter as well. Like it's always an unexpected thing. But the the best nights I have is when we didn't plan it or yeah. we were going to bed and then we ended up doing this and going out here. Yeah. And do you ever find you try and hack that? So it's like, oh, hey, Michelle, let's go to bed. And it's like, oh, or maybe not. Let's go out. That's what Uber Eats is great, right? Because it's like, oh, it'd be outrageous to have dessert now. Yeah. Um, but Uber Eats has free piccolina. Pita Pipo? Yeah, well, there's two of them, right? Oh, yeah, but piccolina. That's right. Yeah, piccolina. Which, which one's which? Which is which? There's one Smith's. Anyway, we don't need to get bogged down with it. I find that it's quite hard in summer because it, because they're, they're OG gelato, they mm. um, they don't hold as well. They get liquidy. Mm. Whereas, so with your personality, you're saying how it's extreme. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what what's your outcome for? Uh, don't watch your outcome. How, what, what do you? How do you remedy that? Or like, how do you comfort? Or, or how do you please it? Or whatever. Well, I think it's like the draft thing, right? It's like the drafts of showing up every day, having consistent things, lowering the barrier of like what success looks like. So I think that potentially I look too far too big mm. and not like and so when i go too far too big the real small things that actually have impact go by the wayside so it's things like mm. actually being conscious about email and just like sending the email back to the per- like or like even doing washing or those types mm. of things where it's like i think that in the extreme mindset sometimes you can be like like oh, i can't think about that like i don't have time to be thinking about these small dumb things because i'm trying to work out this big mm. thing I think you've done a good job, Josh, this year of not knowing, you could say outcome, but not under, not being able to have the answer of mm. what something we're doing is going to bring us or mm. do for us or cool. evolve to. Mm. So then- But knowing something will come out of it. Right? Well, that's, so like, that's it, so, it too, but you don't but know. We don't know what it is. So it's like a detachment of outcome, but also recognising that this is the outcome. Like So the thing is if the, the show had to stop for whatever reason today- like if it wasn't on tomorrow, but we'd still love having this conversation. And that's like what you were talking with Ryan about the process. If you love the process mm. and it's like, oh, okay, all of a sudden the internet goes down, we'd probably just get a campfire or whatever and still talk. And still talk. Yeah. Mm. Cause it's connect. I mean, like when I was, I'm trying to sense what you guys love about this and I'd question, I'd suggest it might be connection. Mm-hmm. It just a, like having that curious or a space to, uh, connect with one another and connect with other people. I mean, that's what mm. I love about with my podcast. It's just an opportunity to sit down, look in the eyes mm. and just connect with one another. I mean, that's what you must love doing it together with. Mm. Like you might, your friendship must have really grown and flourished and become somewhat of a marriage, I suppose. Yeah. yeah I mean, they're all interested, like catching up with people that I haven't seen in a long time. Mm. And then the depth you go to, like we go to with mm. the people is a, it's a very unique thing. Mm. It's like this, it's yeah, it's so unusual. It's quite primitive, I think. Like oh. like how we sit around fires and tell stories mm. and exactly. share experiences and yeah. share our research. And so, if slow is your word for the year, or you've been trying to <laughs> slow it right down, what does it look like moving forward? Um, I think be more conscious of what how I accelerate. So, um, be aware. And do it in a more content. I've done a like this is all like I've done. I've done contented projects before, but like be abso- more absolutely content in w- what I create. Um, I 
uh, creating it for the the love of the purpose of it rather than a, a focused outcome. Mm. And I guess I said that so many times, but like I feel like that's such a a, f- a fuck up in my brain, my thinking where I, I can't do that. So um, you say big, I think that which is I think like an exciting thing, right? Which is like I think like the conversations you and I have, it's like how to create the multi-million dollar business, right? And I, like I've done the same thing. It's like, well, you got to, it's that whole thing. Like you got to make a dollar before you can make $10 and $10 before you make a hundred and a hundred mm. before a thousand. And so what are some of those smaller, what's the small thing that's not outcome driven that you're excited about for 2020, do you think? Small, I'm mean, making little video, I do this, um, making little videos that I've, I think uh, got somewhat of a thought provoking mind expanding mm-hmm. liberating sense about i love them. those edits that you've um what, what's the um, soma unlimited yeah yeah <laughs> so just taking something that i think is funny and then making it more absurd and try to interweave yeah. something that makes people think differently i think it's um i'm hoping to do some more work with russell brand next year as well mm-hmm. i've worked with him a bit in the past and coming to oz yeah yeah and so doing something staying at your place yeah <laughs> um doing something that um that's like i really like his work in that sense that it's laughter but there's enlightened thinking interwoven with it and i think that's mm. for me that's uh that's a that's a newer ground of um content or i guess mm. if like because these are the fires the phones are the fires of the you know, what fires used to be, mm-hmm. our phones are that kind of... And I'm a pyromaniac, you know, 24-7. There's always one loose unit around the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you still here, Jeff. So do you um, do you spend a lot of time on your phone, Jazz? No, not really. Um, but I, I think just... Um, offering something into that space mm-hmm. where everyone where everyone's attention is in this day and age that's... Um, actually does something that helps them mm-hmm. um, but do it in a way that's fun. So you kind of appeal to their level of short attention span thinking mm-hmm. but you're actually delivering something that's insightful that will actually help them. I feel like that's a two-punch, a really um, – and, I'm, and I'm, I'm learning how to do that better. Yeah. Like I want to do that really, really well. What's well, in the platform? It's like uh, McDonald's doing salads. You know, you've got you've got someone who's going right. in. Do you get well, what I'm a, saying? Yeah, a, re- a relevant platform or like. Well, yeah, no, no, like it's. <laughs> but but you're saying they've got the attention yeah, and now like they're doing you've something. You've got people who are potentially yeah. unhealthy or whatever, and you're going I think into. They're the just thing. doing it for because they were pressured. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make this well, joint look a little bit healthy. Has yeah, anyone ever had a salad from Macca's? No, it would be crap. I reckon it's a drug dealer who gives his uh, customers a bit of Panadol because they've got a headache from the night before. Yeah, <laughs> do they do that? Maybe, maybe it's a, it's not a bad idea. No, but I reckon I, I actually think that notion is what's because you need to be relevant. Yeah, if, if you're going to drop insightful wisdom like Dalai Lama, yeah, it's going to do it on TikTok. I, yeah, I would love t- Dalai exactly. Lama on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, could you no, imagine? Legit. Yeah, da, 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 yeah. <laughs> like that. But Being then, it, so like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, my mum is a yogi and has meditated, you know, for the last fifty years. Wow. I say to her, "Do you ever have a day where you're not?" No. It's just she just does it. She's not intense it's about it. She in, just right. it's just baked in. She's always just yeah. doing her meditation and yoga, and it's her life. And she has her gurus that she looks to. And um, Paramahansa Yogananda, he's a um, you know a, 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 a guru for thousands of people around the world. Old school. He what he was when he was on Earth and what he is now, like it probably excels beyond 
what he believes probably was even capable. And so the thing is, it's it's interesting because it's it's almost still outcome focused when we're thinking that the content we're creating and being relevant to the platforms and where it goes, there is an outcome. Yeah. It's like, we need to get it to the people. Yeah. Whereas these people back in the day, no social media, they wrote books, yeah. they documented their life and people around them. Followed and you probably heard though. whispers of them. And now they're ex- they're exceeding that, you know, based on these platforms yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And so what it, it's a weird thing because it's, you don't want to just what's relevancy write yeah. stuff on a piece of paper it's and like not holding have it lightly. Sleep. I think it's holding it lightly. I would say like because you need to be relevant because otherwise, I mean, like if you're contributing something, it's important. I think it's worthwhile being relevant because if you're contributing something that you think will help people, it's mm. worth taking a moment to try to appeal to their level of thinking, mm. and that's what I think. So, it, it, but it's like held loosely. It's not like I must, must, and that's why I like that Vedic principle, which is a bit yogi as well, and it's like. Um, you ha- have you well, you surrender preference and surrender preference and a desire to in a particular outcome, but you hold mm. it loosely. You know what you think will work. Mm. I think it's that lightness that is the the tr- the key. Mm. So would you say? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I don't. It's it's a hard one because it's the times have changed, mm. and so. But you're not the platform, Hamish and Andy. Uh, like in the time that they've been there, like you know, within sort of media and mainstream. Things have changed heaps. And so, like, all the principles remain the same. Like The, the medium's not the yeah. monster necessarily. Yeah. And so, like, you just mm. adjust, like, comedy. Like, that we've got all these universal truths. And so part of it is, like, there's things that are funny and there's things that aren't funny mm. or there's stuff that will uh, work potentially better on certain things. So being able to do quick funny stuff versus sort of longer burn, you know, slower mm. burn. Type when stuff. Instagram was 15 second videos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and so that's the whole thing is like, I mean, this, I think that the. You had to film in the app. Yeah. So you had to stitch them in the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's the universal, like, I guess, even if you look at self development, I guess what I love is um, even with authors, when I read a book that I really love that's being done in 2019 or, you know, 2018 or wherever it is, I want to be like, oh, when is, um, uh, what were they reading? Like what are they, inter-? and it ends up being stuff that's super fucking old. It's like mm. the, it's like Ryan Holiday with stoicism and all that sort of thing. It's like these things are actual universal and they're just doing a great job mm. of making it relevant. Making it relevant, presenting audience, it, yeah. yeah. And that's, I guess, what like, Profits are, yeah. or whatever. It's like oh, okay, uh, you know, creating a, a relevant message that you know through metaphors and all the, or you know, real stories. However, you want to view it. Yeah, I guess that's like you know part of it. Mm. I love that. I think they're, they're the people that are really charming. Like mm. for me, two examples are Johnny Pollard, who's a meditation teacher, and he's he's taken this ancient, um, you know, like. I guess psychology around the mind and spirit and made it super relevant and so charming and like just the way he's almost, it feels so such little ego in his teaching that he just feels so in like he gravitates towards him and also empower who's an incredible um, tantra teacher. So, which is not all sexual. It's just um, living life to the fullest essentially Mm -hmm. and understanding having greater self-awareness, but she does it in such an attractive way that you, Mm You, you're so charmed by uh-huh. it. And I think that there's so many teachers out there in terms of the spiritual and personal development What is it stuff. called? Tantra? Tantra Why is love. Why do you love. say not sexual? I didn't it's even know. Tantric oh. sex. Because tantric oh, sex is I don't is even like, know what tantric sex is. What is tantric? Mm. Should I do tantric sex? What is it? <laughs> Tell it, me about it. It's, um, it, it's, I mean, tantra is more like a- Look it up, 97, please. 
<laughs> I've only done a couple of workshops, so I don't know mm. heat, but it's it's essentially um, about understanding your your body's energy centers mm-hmm. and understanding how you can communicate with another person and and um, their love languages and da di da da. So now you said, so and what is, is the definition? What are they? What are you, what are you finding? Sex. So it's a holistic practice. It's not about sex or orgasm. It's about the journey you take to get there. Maybe that could be sort of life hack boy. Yeah, life hack. So <laughs> Mr. 97 um, is uh, he's got a club for 2020 and it's the life hacker club. So looking at different sort of yeah, things that cool. life, ha- life hacker that. club could do. That sounds very outcome focused. <laughs> what do I get? I, that's why, but why I love about it's this. It's, into not, it. it's not, it's not uh, outcome because it's all about the uh, journey. Is yeah. that what they said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it's. Western variation of Tantra associated with new religious movements. Is it foreplay? Uh, no, it's actually non orgasm I mean, like the main thing I well, like. Well, I mean, foreplay doesn't have to have or- orgasms in it. Like sex a- is I always orgasm at foreplay. Really? <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's good enough, I sometimes. No, but it's not foreplay. That doesn't count as no, foreplay. No, no, no. Yeah, true. So it's it's only foreplay if it's before the yeah, play. Yeah, before the... <laughs> Ejaculation. Why is it spelled with F O U R like four? F O F O R. How do you spell foreplay? F F O R E. It is foreplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> four. Is that like before? Can you look up the word foreplay? Yeah, four. <laughs> Stand by. This is interesting. Yeah, I mean, what's the what's the the sexual activity that proceeds intercourse? So it's the sexual activity. So I guess the thing about that, what, what's it called again? The tantra. Tantra isn't necessarily sexual. No, but the, be the, a big component, or a component of it is like, yeah, enjoying the pleasure pleasure mm-hmm. component of sex without having orgasm, particularly for men. And mm-hmm. then the multiple buttons on a woman and understanding those. Is, it, what, is one of the chakras a sexual? Yeah, the root chakra. Like, so then it's a lot to do with breathing exercises to so you don't get blue balls essentially. So you you <laughs> you, breathe, you send the energy up to higher chakras so you can just go for it longer. Feel it in the chest. Yeah, yeah. really. So this is yeah. like a um, uh, what's it called? Pre uh, what's uh, what's it called if you ejaculate quickly? Premature. Premature. Oh, yeah. So this is a potential mechanism to but a mechanism. So if rather than taking a nasal spray or something, you could potentially <laughs> how is that move going the, shark, the, <laughs> well, the, the chakra thing? Maybe I take that for my sinuses. Um, <laughs> Do you want it? I've got a position. Yeah. Do you want me to describe it? Yeah. Okay. This is called the lotus. Sorry, Jess. This is what we do. <laughs> Step one: Have your partner sit cross-legged. Yeah. Sit on your partner's upper thighs and cross your ankles behind their back. Okay. Breathe in sync and stare into each other's eyes. Okay, great. Or you can do it by yourself. Sit cross-legged with your back straight. Place your palms on your knees. Begin to breathe slowly and deeply. So it's meditation essentially. Yeah, yeah. And it's basically like cultivating deep connections. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of eye gazing and stuff. But a lot of it is um, essentially like with staining from orgasm. So mm-hmm. you, and you can actually charge yourself a lot of the energy. Like the more you don't come, mm-hmm. the long, the more like energy you can, um, you, you actually feel a, a greater amount of vital energy in your day. It's very mm-hmm. interesting. I would try like, once I learned about it, I was like, this is ridiculous that I always- This is like the no nut November thing. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit. It actually is. Yeah. So do you- I think it came from this stuff. So do you try and then, so have you paired back the amount of times you're coming then in a week? Yeah, until so you don't. Is that removing masturbation? 
No, you do that, but then you before you. But you're you a monster. <laughs> Hang on, wait. Let we you do it to charge. It's like a it's like a battery charge. So you don't orgasm, but you masturbate. Yeah. So you and you don't do it to material. You do it. You and you do it for longer, and you don't. Um, you don't. The intention is not to climax. So you just ride this wave that essentially looks like a graph. So if you and you, you eventually your pleasure curves because you never climax. Mm. It's, it's like this. It's like that. You know that like point building of no a load essentially. Yeah, building a load. <laughs> and, no. Uh, I mean, seriously. Of, yeah, where you, the higher you bring this pleasure curve and, <laughs> and drop and then ride it again and drop and never climax, that cl- pleasure curve ends up being like way higher than an orgasm would be if you just mm-hmm. busted a nut. Okay. So you, you, same feeling. So, yeah, but same sense. The- it's insane. Like you, it's almost psychedelic. Wait, you're saying that it feels like so without busting a nut, that's the term, isn't it? So without with ejacul- you can have an orgasm without ejaculating. Is that, that's what, is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so how do you know what's the difference? How do I know? So it's like a full body sensation. Like, you know, when a really good- And you know the difference between a jet lag because I guess my concern would be that I fucking think that one's the other and I just end up ejaculating, <laughs> right? No. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. I really encourage people yeah. to try it because it's so like- So how do we start if we want to start? <laughs> Not now. Should we do it now? I sort of set myself up like we're going to start. No, so I, do you know what it's I think? Like, it's riding a pleasure wave rather than <clears> looking <throat> it for an outcome. It's the same shit we're talking about, uh-huh. like enjoying the process and keep riding that process curve and you and never having that outcome mm-hmm. means that like you have way more energy, like vital energy in the about day. About wet dreams. Yeah, that you that can curb thing? that by like not uh, setting intentions before you sleep, not pleasuring yourself before you sleep, um, all these kind of things. Well, think about young men, maybe women, but men masturbating to pornography quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How which, quickly can I get it done sort of thing? It's a great example. Which mm-hmm. then leads to the premature ejaculation mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. It's like you're geared to as soon as you have sex, I want to come. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so then- and so that's – I've done this stuff before. Yeah. Mm. I've done the uh, – doing some Just reading. Testing. Well, you d- yeah, you don't – you push it out. Yeah, so it's sure. like you get – because most young men's pattern would be wank, 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 come to porn yeah, sure. quickly because I need to get done. I've got mm. six of these to get through for today <laughs> and I really like this porn. Why such a quiet day? <laughs> <laughs> and so then the opposite is don't let it – happen to you yeah. not that familiar so it's not always f- familiar with the ejaculation yeah you change your relationship to the pleasure it's 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 super fa- interesting it's super interesting dude mm-hmm. and the more you start doing it you're like this is ridiculous and i've never done this before uh-huh. why aren't people talking about this because, uh, because it, i mean it's all this new age shit like it gets it gets like woo-wooed and it gets like even no not november there's so much like ignorant talk around it uh, but that's the fun of it that's the when what's the ignorant it, bit um, oh, like just a, an un, a lack of understanding about the intention. Why are you actually doing why it? Why you actually doing it? Like it's like why would you not bust a nut? Like men are made to bust nuts, and and <laughs> I think I just saw some real like testosterone fueled. <laughs> don't take my fucking orgasm away from me, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but th- yeah, I think it, and and what I'm saying like the non-ignorant approach is understanding like that you it's it's about like connection and a deeper. It's really psychedelic. Like the most psychedelic I've experienced I've had during meditation and during sex compared to um, – and then doing acid and DMT. <laughs> and so what's the – so yeah, how many – got close to it without substance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Without, yeah. Which I think is really important to know. How many sort of days have you gone in a row of like the build-up where you are self-pleasuring but not busting a nut? <laughs> About four weeks. Four so weeks, nothing yeah. crazy. Uh-huh. 
but people do it for like a lot longer than that. I'm new to this. So I've only just started, I only started doing this Tantra stuff about three, three or four months ago, but it, um, it's something that you, a lot of people would mm-hmm. like naturally do with a really good partner anyway. It's mm-hmm. not like, it's, it's just building framework and thinking and practices around it that makes you expand your ability to do mm. it more. But no doubt, like, you know, a lot of people do tantra like, like sex just because they're really in the moment with their partner. Mm. Great. It's a 97. <laughs> it's a lot for you, isn't it, young man? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe think twice. <laughs> Before busting your nuts. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate That's it. Great. I love it. Uh, medita- <laughs> meditation. Uh, you've been uh, generously doing workshops and ha- teaching people. Is it Vedic meditation? It's yeah, well, it's it's kind of like that. It's a bit like TM, a bit like Vedic meditation. It's basically uh-huh. a mantra-based meditation mm-hmm. um, where you hold your awareness on this mantra, which is a Sanskrit sound that. Mantra is just a mind vehicle and mm-hmm. it, you just have your awareness on it for 20 minutes twice a day and it allows you to um, sink into – it's like a weight in the ocean. It allows you to sink into deeper states of what you are or deeper deeper experience of what you are. And the more you familiarize yourself with, the, I would say, the baseline of what you are, which is just a innocent beingness, um, the more you can witness all the higher levels of thinking, the, the neurotic, continual – thought patterns that are all unconscious that we don't like isn't it Freud that said like 95% of our intentions or our, our behavior is motivated from the unconscious I think mm-hmm. so it's like when you sink into these deeper states of being or experiencing your beingness you kind of have an ability to watch and observe and and analyze I guess or reflect on the, all this unconscious behavior that um, you're acting from and it's it's I think it's insane because we um, we it's it's insane to me that we don't prioritize that more in society mm. because we're running around like being motivated and acting from a fucking huge part of ourselves that we're not even aware we're doing. Mm. Like you you speak to some people sometimes and they just. Like just it, reacting and responding. It's all reaction yeah. and not really listening. And again, this is tantra stuff. It's really focused on listening. Like, and there's a bunch of other things um, that talk about this stuff. But like, it's, having the ability to listen, which is obviously what you guys do as well, because you have to do it in this space to be a good listener. You really have to let go of your reaction to what they're saying and almost like go complete. Your eyes are completely on their brain, innocently absorbing their experience without mm. this compulsive thing to. Oh, yeah, and I did that once or <laughs> whatever, yeah, yeah. you know. Well, like the answer is not more stimulus or information. So it's – but that's the age we're in, right? And so p- people don't need more thought. Yeah. It's, about, it's like yeah, exactly. actually stepping yeah. back to observe yeah. the 60,000-plus thoughts we have a day. <laughs> yeah, we've already got. That yeah, we already yeah. have. Yeah, we've got like, even if we, we didn't don't start- need more toys. Use the toys that you've got in your fucking toy room. No, don't even use them. Look at them from the door. Actually, yeah, sort yeah. them first. Sure, but then step like, to the door. You got to step to the door Stack and look them at them. Yeah, yeah. And then think about what what are these things? I think it's okay to enter the door, potentially move them around, adjust, and but get out. I think you need to be in and out. <laughs> if you spend all day in the toy room, it's not healthy. True, true. Anyway. But even like so, yeah, yeah. We're a parenting podcast. <laughs> like getting super deep with it i've been doing this practice in sam harris's app where he gets you to look at an object and so we the subject 
and the objects over there. Yeah. The the camera right here is mm -hmm. the object. Focus on the object. So you're putting. Th however we do that, however we focus, you're doing that, mm. and then look to the object. Where is that focus coming from? And it's it's like I I don't have the answer. I don't even sucking, fucking know. But it just yeah. it, what it does is his his purpose is to become one with it all rather than have it as an object over there. So yeah. if it's so it's yeah. almost like is it potentially like looking so look at, at a camera look at, or whatever? Look at an object, a camera, Mister Ninety Seven, <laughs> and then take the focus away from looking at Mister Ninety Seven to to to, to reverse look yeah, back yeah, yeah, at yeah. I love that who is doing the focusing yeah, yeah. but so, then on top of that it is what is the fucking focusing yeah, bit yeah. what yeah. is that whole thing well, how that's truth that's perspective that's like the multiple truths right it's like you're having a different experience Jez than what Tommy is and then what I have and that's why mm -hmm. like it's so fucking dumb to argue all the time because everyone's truth is different mm -hmm. and then what's behind that thought of even that it being the truth exactly man this is fascinating because this is what the vedic um people talk about is like the witness witnessing the witnessed yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the, the, once you go through that cycle enough times your brain goes and that's what they that's they said that's when ignorance got formed it's like evolution of nature needed ignorance in order to have an experience of witnessing itself if we can't which is again real trippy and always gives me goosebumps mm -hmm. thinking about this shit but like the when, when you um break the cycle of what you're saying, which is you're a, a field of consciousness having an experience witnessing mm. a thing that's being witnessed and you go, but then what, what is that? What's behind the seat that's witnessing? It's like the seat of the soul or what's, mm. what's behind the witness? And, and what, where is that? Where is that? Yeah. It's, and then you, it's just, it, yeah, it, yeah, it always fucks you up because it's like, whoa, yeah. like it's real, like it breaks, it makes your brain go, ugh. Yeah, because if you go on it, if you go on it deep enough for a long enough, you you really fuck your brain up. Because what we want is an answer <laughs> of yeah, where is that witness? Where is that? Is it up here in our head? Mm -hmm. Like where is it in in our consciousness? What's well, easy? And then the, yeah. there's no real fucking like where yeah, but, is the answer? But, but we do know the more you quiet yourself, you, yeah. the more you can familiarize yourself with what it is. The answer isn't thinking more. The answer is quieting, de-exciting more to have the ability to discern neurotic consistent irrelevant patterns that we're doing mm. and and this quiet them all down so you have the ability to actually watch because because mm. that's where you find the answers i think mm. i mean it is where i found my answers mm. in in those quiet 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 moments mm, i love it jeremy khan thank you for being on the show <laughs> It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Thanks for me. Uh, that gave me goosebumps towards the end. Talking yeah, about really. Was it the no nut stuff? Were you were you just entering a chakra? <laughs> yeah. I actually busted a nut while I was walking around. <laughs> I'm not the only one. All right, it's the Daily Talk Show. Hi, at the Daily Talk Show .com is the email address. Type in Jeremy Khan on Apple Podcasts and and uh, or even Spotify. I'm guessing you're on Spotify. Yeah, anywhere, all, yeah. all those places. Check out his podcast. Otherwise, see you tomorrow, guys. See you guys. Thanks.